Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Pod Sauce. I'm Dax Holt. I am Alicia Renee. And I'm very excited for our next guest. We got Ginny Saraswati. She is the host of The Ginny Show and uh, a really fun guest. We've been talking to her off air. Amazing accent. I'm so excited to talk to you. Welcome to Pod Sauce, Ginny. Thank you, Dex. Thank you, Alicia, for having me. I love the energy you two have. And like, I, just, I love your couches, too. You have to, I'll have to call you about those later because they look very, very comfortable. <laughs> it's what they, we do. They are. Yeah. They are comfy. They <laughs> yes. are our second home. We appreciate it. We're here. We're in here. Butt prints are cemented in the seats, but we welcome you to our guest seats that we have fresh. <laughs> so, Ginny, tell me more about the Jenny sh- the Ginny show and kind of the concept behind it. Give us a little rough draft of what this show is. Sure. So, um, Dex, when I started the show in 2016, I just got off radio. So I had a morning show in Australia on and off for 10 years. And I thought, OK, I want to do something new now. And I saw podcasting trending around the time. So if you were a breakfast radio host, as we call them in Australia, around the early 2000 period, which I was... Uh, you used to get all of your interviews that you had on the morning show popped off onto iTunes. So, so for example, if we interviewed a celebrity, they would be pop, like they'd cut that interview, they'd pop it onto iTunes, and voila, you are a podcaster as a consequence of being a radio host. I'm like, actually, I want to do my own thing now because it opened up a whole world and a whole new like spectrum of audiences. So I'm like, okay, this is really interesting. I wonder what I can create here from scratch. So the Ginny show started off as primarily an autobiographical like journey of what it was like to grow up as a, a gay Sri Lankan immigrant girl in Australia with lots of aunties and cousins. And it just became this kind of autobiographical comedic narrative. I could just talk and really make fun of my aunties without them having knowing I'm making fun of them. <laughs> 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 but it's also very informative. That's mm-hmm. the one thing. Like, you you joke right now, but I feel that I also learned a lot based on some of the guests that you've had on, on the podcast, people that you bring on, because you're having real-life conversations about what's happening in the world. Is that correct? That is correct. That's a great observation there, Dex, because when I started the show, like I said, it was more like, okay, this is like a creative outlet for me, and this is a way that I can kind of entertain and, and kind of express myself. But it took a shift where I'm like, actually people have so many interesting stories like i might think mine is interesting and yo i'll put it out there for people to listen if they want to but to your point there are so many people who've gone through so many things and experiences and they've got a lot to share about them so i kind of took a pivot in season 
three and four, I'm like, actually want to talk to other people and hear about like what they've got going on. And the uh, lessons and teachings that they've shared have been invaluable. So I love learning. I think I'll be a perpetual student till I die um, because I love learning new things and um, hearing about different experiences because I think it really does help you reflect and, you know, refine and, and keep going in a way. So that's what the Ginny Show is really all about at the moment. <laughs> you know what I love about, um, well, one, just you, you're, uh, you come from three different uh, marginalized communities. One, you're a woman, you're a member of the LGBTQIA plus community, and you're a woman of color. Um, how do, do, you ref, do you refer to yourself as a woman of color? First of all, I just put that on you. Do you refer to yourself as a woman of color? I, I do. You know, you gotta ask you. that girl, you gotta <laughs> ask. I was like, hold on, <laughs> hold on before I put labels on her. Um, how, do you, um, how do you find your voice to properly represent all of those um, hats that you that you wear, all those different identities. Gosh, Alicia, you're like firing. Me I'm coming at you this morning. Boo. I love it. You had I your Earl Grey tea. I know for a fact you did. So let's go. I think I need a Red Bull now, Alicia. For that question. But uh, I think no, that is a great question because I feel like like I'm from Sri Lanka. I was born there. We moved to Australia when I was two. Like I was the brown kid, and I remember like when I was growing up in school, like in Australia. They were like, why are you brown? And Beyonce wasn't around then. I couldn't be like, yo, I woke up like this, right? Like I had to be like, actually, why am I brown? And then it was just this whole figuring out of a process of, okay, where do I fit in? How do these values shape me? I'm growing up in this country, but my family speaks a different language at home and we eat different foods and my lunchbox looks different to Beth's. And there was this whole process, right? But to your point, Alicia, I think like when... When there's like, I'm kind of a 1% in a 1% in a 1%. I remember I did a recent interview and someone said like, you really are a minority in a minority yes. in a minority. And it does feel that way. But I feel that um, I have such a different and unique background. And I think it's, this is where I, I was going back to my uh, previous point to the question Dax asked. Everybody has a very unique story and you may fit into like multiple communities and multiple uh, experiences or shared experiences, but every part is unique i'm sure like you know there's not many people on this earth who can say hey i've met a sri lankan born australian raised lgbtiq person of color who runs a company in new york i don't think many people could say that right right so that's that's what makes like certain experiences different but um i feel sometimes that you know when people say that to me it's also a, a an honor for me to be able to have the voice, the means, the resources to share my experiences and stories in a way that my ancestors didn't. I know my mum, she had to learn English in a way that I, it was just given to me. Like, I, I know that I am of, I'm privileged in certain ways that my ancestors weren't or, you know, my family weren't when they migrated. So it's not something I take lightly, but it's also something I'm also figuring out too. Like, I don't have all the answers to be a wise lesbian, but I'm figuring it out, you know, as we go along. <laughs> Not a wise lesbian, all my sage wisdom. Uh, but I, I do think that that's one of the things that I love about you uh, and that I like to tip my hat uh, to you about is that you are also a media company, Ginny Media. Um, how do you, which is totally relevant for our show as a podcast discovery show, um, how do you decipher what content you feel will be best filtered through uh, your media platform? You know, it's interesting because when I started off, I was working with a lot of clients here in New York and the topics here that people discuss in America were different to what I was, you know, what I was used to in, in Australia as well. So I'm like, okay, it's interesting. Typically, I found that I was working with a lot of entrepreneurs, people who had similar 
journeys to what I did or similar visions of how they want their life to be or what kind of life they wanted to create. So there's typically we work with a lot of entrepreneurs. We also work with a lot of corporate brands. Um, we have a lot of Fortune 500 companies that we work closely with and we produce for. But primarily it's people who have something pretty interesting that they want to share um, to the person who's like, hey, I'm just in this cubicle designing this really cool thing that drives itself or flies itself. And I want to tell someone about it. Anybody? Anybody going to listen? Can you help me? So it's from that person to the high level visionary who's like, I've got this vision for the future of how it's going to look. And I think everybody will be elevated, able to experience or be um, in a sense served in this vision in some way. So that's kind of the people that we work with and the content gets put, put out that way too. But why podcasting? Why do you feel that podcasting can bridge communities unlike any other medium out there? Podcasting, I feel, is, and this is something that we were taught in radio school, it's one of those mediums that's, it's, it's such an intimate medium. And I think that's not talked about enough. Like, you are literally in someone's ear mm. when you're listening to a podcast, right? How many people do you let that close to you? It's less than one hand, typically, right? Like, you actually trust to let into your personal space. And the other part of uh, podcasting or audio in general is that, when you listen to a piece of audio, whether it be a podcast or like, you know, any, or even a radio show, you're typically by yourself. It's not something you do on a Friday night over popcorn and be like, hey, I'm going to invite everybody over and we're going to listen to this podcast. It's such an intimate experience and you typically get your audience one-on-one, -on -one, which I think in the world that we live in today where attention is at such a scale and content is at such a scale where we're being bombarded with information, content, all those sorts of things, it's podcasting that really offers that depth, right? That ability or that platform to have that one-on-one -on -one connection with your listener. And I think that's why I went all into podcasting too, because if you look at the world and the pandemic's only just accelerated this, time is of the essence, mm -hmm. right? We want to pack in as much as we can to our day. And audio is the only platform, if you're blessed with all the senses of all five senses, you can read, write and watch something. You can only consume media in three ways. You can read it, you can uh, watch it, or you can listen to it. And listening, i.e. podcasting or audio media, is the only way that you can do something, uh, listen to something while doing something else. Like you can't do that with reading. You have to give the book your full and undivided attention or the blog your full and undivided attention. And same with video, like you can't watch a YouTube video or drive, although some people do it and I don't recommend that. Don't. So it's, it's, it's just one of those things, right? It's attention and it's depth and it's connection. I think podcasting and audio media really is, you know, shaping the future that way as well. I love that answer. We, yeah. we have interviewed a lot of people on this show they and I've never, broke it, never like broke it, yeah, broke it down into that just depth. And I think it's so true that podcasting is something that is intimate with your audience and it gives something to you without taking away like you still maintain your time because mm -hmm. you're able to and i'm realizing we let way too many people in our ears one thousand percent one thousand percent when you said like five people i was like oh we are <laughs> Got to turn we're it letting off. a lot of people in Got our to ears turn it off. but you know what jenny i'm really glad that dax asked the question that he did um about podcasting affording um a space for you to uh, put your voice out there uh, i also love the episode that you had about broaching difficult conversations, mm. right? Mm. Um, which I feel is paramount as an LGBTQIA advocate. There are certain things that I'm learning every single day because I'm the guest to that house, right? But I want to be a good guest. I don't want to be the guest that's like, you know, three-day-old fish and it's got to go. Um, you know, <laughs> got to get up out of here. Um, 
And you did, you had, it was such a beautiful episode just with how to broach conversations uh, that may be challenging. One of the first things that we discussed uh, in our very early episodes on this show was pronouns. You know, finding the space and the capacity to ask someone uh, what are their preferred pronouns. Um, was this your reasoning for wanting to have the Jenny show out there to be able to provide a space where people can ask questions and you can have guests on that could uh, help facilitate uh, heavier conversations? Well, Alicia, you've just broken it down into such a beautifully like uh, packaged down I be way. trying, boo. The, no, I love it. I love it. It's it. That is one of the things. The reason I created the Ginny Show was to have that point of connection. Like, I, I think it's ironic for me growing up as a Sri Lankan girl, and you know, going through my teens and my early twenties. The only famous Sri Lankan that I knew was named MIA, which stands for Missing in Action. Yeah, so I'm yeah, like. Yeah. Isn't that ironic? Like the only Sri Lanka, the fam most famous Sri Lankan I know is MIA. And there's all these political stuff with, you know, the civil war in Tri um, Sri Lanka. MIA was Tamil. I'm, I'm Sinhalese. Not that I, I see that as a division or like I hold anything against MIA no. about that. But like certain things like that, it's just a point of connection. Like it doesn't, I don't think everybody's experience is one way. And I think before the internet, you know, boomed into its maturity, we were kind of only shown a certain way to be or a certain path to walk. And I think with the Ginny show and that difficult conversation episode was that I think as humans, we avoid, we do everything to avoid difficult conversations. <laughs> and what we actually find is that ultimately we have to end up having a conversation. Yeah. We just take the longer way to get there, right? But I think if we can actually say, hey, let's just be brave, let's experience some kind candor, mm -hmm. and let's actually be honest and have this conversation. Let's just put our big girl pants on or our big boy pants on or our big gender non-conforming non-binary pants on <laughs> and be like, yo, let's just have this conversation today. And you find that that peace comes quicker. I find that we've been trained to circumvent our own inner peace. And I'm like, actually, no, let's just cut through that and go straight to peace. Yeah. And it, it, that sounds very like Saraswati wisdom there, but it's the truth. I find that the more energy we put into circumventing our peace, the more of our peace we sacrifice. And ultimately, it takes a longer time to get there. So pronouns were one of those things because my company's remote. We're all over the world and different cultures have different belief stance, um, expressions of, of pronouns or anything, just work-life balance. There's so many cultural nuances we have to kind of break through, mm -hmm. but it's, I think it's important. And what I've learned through what I do, which is audio media or audio media production. And what you guys do too, is we offer this platform for people to be seen and heard. Right. And that's what we do. And, you know, we've, Oprah said this before, like the, no matter who she's interviewed from your Beyonce's to your Obama's, at the end of that conversation, it's like, did you hear me? Did you see me? That was mm. what they, because they were like, was that okay? I think every human being wants to be seen and heard. And I think that we, if we can figure out as human beings how to get to that point where we can see and hear ourselves first and foremost, and then also allow that space for other people to be seen and heard, I think we'll be a lot happier, yeah. don't you think? So, um, you know, you can add boxing in there and sleep and a lot of things, but mainly not boxing I, and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> boxing yeah. in your sleep. Boxing in your sleep. <laughs> now, I love that Leash brought up that episode because I listened to that episode and I felt like I walked away yeah. with some really good tips. Mm -hmm. And 
I feel like there's there's always going to be topics in your life that are, are, are hard to bring up with another person. If you're upset, if you're angry, you know, and you, you want to talk about it and you don't know how to do it. This was such a good episode, and I'm like, I, I know different ways to talk to my parents mm-hmm. or to my wife or to my kids. And, you know, things that, it's not easy, guys. There's a lot of things that make you mad in this world, yeah. and you want to have the conversation, you don't know how, and other people are not the best conversationalists. Yeah. And trying to have that without upsetting someone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was just broken down so perfectly. So can we, I want to put up a link to oh, that episode sure. of Four Steps to Conducting Tough Conversations. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. For it was sure. good. I think it's it's too, like as we migrate into a space where we're uh, putting healthier boundaries around us, but also leaving room for people to broach if they have a question, issue, problem, or concern, especially with the uprising um, as it pertains to, um, you know, racial injustice or uh, sexual identity and, and people wanting to be able to be heard and seen. And if you're not familiar, if you're talking about a community that may not be your own, to say there is grace in saying, pardon my ignorance, but what does this mean? Or pardon my ignorance, but how do I say because I'm really good for a part of my ignorance. Because let me tell you something. There are a lot of things that I don't know. <laughs> and I'll say, pardon my ignorance, but da 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 And I think that just, if, if, you, if you agree, because uh, I, I and don't think I didn't catch you uh, coining the Saraswati-ism. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> heard it. Wasn't going to let you get away with it. Um, but let me know if you think that that's also a gentle way to just set the atmosphere of, I don't know this, give me grace in my ignorance. hundred percent. I think there's been, that's a, again, Alicia, you're like firing the good questions here. It, the good, the great point that you made there is it comes back to like, we're all human, right? And the expectation to, to know everything sometimes is a lot of pressure to carry. Like I will be the first to say, I don't know everything about everything, right? I don't know. I don't think anybody knows everything about everything. I think that's a fair statement to put out there, right? And I think when we're going into certain spaces or places where we're not completely familiar with cultures or completely familiar, like you said, with certain things, we don't know what we don't know. And to put your hand up and say, hey, pardon my ignorance. Can you please, uh, you know, I'm, I'm unsure how to say this. I think it's okay to say that. And it also opens up the door for people to be like, actually, yeah, this is what it is. Now, if I think there's a different energy and there's a different dialogue about this too. I don't think that should be everybody's responsibility. I think you need to take some responsibility Fair. on yourself to be like, okay, yep, so this person taught me this. I'm going to go now do my due diligence and do a little bit of research or ask some questions or what I need to do. But I think it's important to have that space for permission to be like, yo, is it okay? I'm, I'm a little bit ignorant to this. I think that that's the start of building a bridge, right? You don't want to burn down any bridges or you don't want to create barriers. Um, and I think what you said before, like when we have certain boundaries, sometimes we feel boundaries are barriers, but boundaries are actually a bridge between us and us and us and other people. Mm. So I think that's, it's very important to actually acknowledge your own humanity so you can also acknowledge other people's humanity too. So that's the act of saying, hey, I don't know. So that's a great point. So Ginny, I, I am very excited to be promoting your show and talking about your show. Are there any podcasts that you would like to recommend other people listening to, things that you're enjoying out there? Pod source. I would recommend, um, <laughs> I would, I actually love a few. I love Messy and Magnificent. It's, she's one of my clients, Carly Fain. She talks about this very thing of boundaries and how it's, 
boundaries are a bridge. They're not uh, a barrier. So that's a great podcast to listen to. Say that again. I love uh, Messy and Magnificent um, because it's an acknowledging that we all we can be one thing and another. It doesn't have to be this or that. And again, it creates this notion of there's room. You can be excited and exhausted, right? You could be like on the best tour of your life and you could be so excited, but you're also exhausted. And you're also exhausted. I have to catch myself saying that too, because sometimes when we say, but we cancel out and we close the door into the room for that emotional feeling. That's a great one. I love uh, Modern Love. I love the original series more than the current mm-hmm. ones, but I, I love Modern Love. I think it's a genius concept from the production side to how it's executed. I think it's genius. Did you see the I series? Love- yes, I did. Okay. I watched a couple of episodes. Yeah. It's just so interesting. Like. Because you listen to him and, again, that intimacy experience, like, I did not picture him to look that way in my head. (laughs) Is this this a miscast? Mm. And I love it because I know every person who listened to Modern Love had their own casting in their head, right, because of who was reading the the show or whatnot. So that was a particularly interesting experience. I love On Purpose with Jay Shetty. Um, I love, uh, yeah, I love uh, Brene Brown's podcast. There's, there's so many that I listen to, but I love podcasts that I can put into my ear and get taken away into like I'm just sitting on a coffee table, uh, on a coffee table with someone and just talking uh, in the conversation. I love those sorts of um, podcasts to listen to. I'm going to check out uh, On Purpose with uh, Jay Shady. I'm, I'm going to take your recommendation because I actually follow him on the gram. And it's just such a fascinating story of him being a monk and then like now living his best life. Uh, is he a best-selling author? I, I believe I yeah. I didn't misread that. Okay, but it's such a beautiful way to like uh, speak about peace and joy and self-fulfillment and happiness and finding balance and boundaries. So, the Jenny Show dropping gems. Uh, was that a Sarah Swatty-ism? Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> I didn't hire you as a writer. Like you were just on fire. <laughs> Uh, Jenny Saraswati, host of The Jenny Show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. You know what? We're going to put a, a, a link to uh, that. What's that episode you and I both been listening it to? It was again? Four Steps for Conducting Tough Conversations. Definitely so have good. to put a link up. So good. so good. Definitely have to put a link up to that particular episode. Um, yeah, because that's just what we do right here on Pot Talk. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 